Welcome to episode 33, Bad Reviews for The Books. You sound so excited. I feel the need to apologize because it's been a little bit since we had an episode. We had spring break last week with our kids. It's kind of hard to record with the kids home. I realized belatedly we should have just had one of them record with us. That would have been really fun. So I want to do that in the future. Our kids are surprisingly astute. What's the good of having kids if you can't exploit them? Yeah, exactly. There's really no good other than that. Anyway, I by accident found out what the book was today. (laughs) Yeah. I was just trying to talk to Ryan, like whisper talk to him last night in our kid's room. And he's like, did you, did you see what I was looking at? I didn't see. Yeah, you're all sus. Get away from me. (laughs) Why are you looking at my phone? I felt like I was doing something wrong. It's like trying to hide what was on my phone. What was funny is I had seen it, but it didn't register until he was being all yeah. But weird as soon as we it. started talking, be like, you would have thought, oh yeah, oh, last night all he was looking at, oh that box. Wow. So today we're doing name of the, isn't it the name of the wind? Oh yeah. Today we're reviewing my favorite book, The Name of the Wind. The Name of the Wind by Patrick Eric. Rothfuss. Yeah, which he's a tease. We've been waiting for his third book for like 15 years or something. How long has it been? It's ridiculous. His first book came out in 2007. How do you know that? You looked that up last night? Yeah, no, I don't. Big fanboy. Big, big (laughs) fanboy. Yeah. I never say I'm a fan of everything anymore because I never compare to any other fan ever. Yeah, but you know what Teddy Roosevelt said about comparison? What? It is the thief of joy. Oh, okay. I will compare myself to no one. Although I've heard people attribute that to C.S. Lewis, so I don't really know. Said it. You know what? Reading all of these negative reviews just made me want to read the book more. Really? Again, yeah. Because like, <laughs> you're like, false, so false, good. Right? You're like, yeah, yeah, it's, that's true. It's that's so good. This is my review. I said, my friend at work said this was his favorite book. I thought it sounded lame. The Name of the Wind? Gag. After my cousin suggested I check it out, I decided I'd better give it a try. Soon afterward, I was heard to say, holy crap, this is the first book. I was heard to say. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, I just heard him say, holy crap. <laughs> This is the first book I've read since the Harry Potter series that I found myself smiling while I read. I enjoyed it just as much wow, as Harry Potter. Sadly. That's huge. <laughs> it took you that long <laughs> to find a book. I told you, I'm a very picky reader. Yes. I'm trying to find my place since I was interrupted. <laughs> I have no regrets. I enjoyed it as much as HP. That's huge. The plot was episodic and didn't have a clear climax in Revolution, which usually bugs me. But this time, I didn't mind in the least, as Quoth struggles to survive and learns to wield magic. There are dozens of plots, each one more engaging than the last. Great characters, original world building, fantastic problems made realistic. This is my new favorite book. I can't wait to read the next one. To all my acquaintances, if you don't read this book ASAP and love it, we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I just thought of something. I've refined my ways now, but I did have to state this for the record. I was reading a good read review that I wrote like a decade and a half ago or something. It was probably one of the first ones I wrote about... The Berenstein Bears Eat Too Much Junk Food. And in it, I said I wished I could burn the book. I had to put that out there. Because remember how I've always been like, listen, um, guys, it's okay for you to not like a book, but burn it, really? You know? <laughs> so, Hypocrite. I know. I've leveled up since then. So I think at this point, I probably would still burn the book. <laughs> just kidding. I just felt the need to put that out there. This is Isabella. DNF at page 195, 26%. Okay. Before we even go on, I need to make a comment about this. So DNF means did not finish. If you've only read a quarter of the book, I guess you can rate the quarter that you've read. Yeah, I do that all the time. Do you? 
Yeah, I used to not stop books, and then I realized like it was just wasting your life. It's so stupid, yeah. not to stop books. Yeah, because we like. talked about how time is the that, only commodity we all have. The like same. that was too many negatives. It's so stupid not to stop books that you didn't. Yeah, like. stop it. Not I just don't stop even know what now. I just said. <laughs> Isabella rating one star. She said, my library copy was due yesterday and I completely forgot to return it. Plus, I fell off a horse the day before and have a nasty bruise on my hind quarters. <laughs> so, she talked about falling off a horse. And I think of hind quarters when I think of a horse. <laughs> I don't know why that, I don't know why that was. That. You're welcome. It's, there's no reason that was funny. I completely forgot to return it. Plus, I fell off a horse the day before and have a nasty bruise on my hind quarters. <laughs> and the left side of my pelvis. How would she know it's on the left side of her pelvis? Oh, I guess because you can see it. <laughs> I thought that pelvis is usually referred to as like the internal Inside. bones and stuff. <laughs> okay, we're getting, too, just a general getting too medical here. All right. Fortunately, no fracture, but still a lot of pain. What does that have to do with the book? Is that why you did that yeah, in there? it was fun. She's like saying all this stuff. I do feel super bad for her, but I'm also like, and what about quotes? <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is... Mr. Thomas P. Donahue, and it's all capitalized. A note on spoilers. This review can't spoil anything because nothing happens for the entire book. Nothing. <laughs> That's not true. He probably DNF'd it too. Mm. This is Emily. Reading this book is like being at a party and finding yourself talking to someone's junior high aged nephew who is both unimaginably boring and inexplicably full of himself. <laughs> That's sad. So I tried this thing and it turned out that I was the best at it. Then I tried this other thing and I was also the best at it. And then I tried this thing that everyone said was really hard and I didn't really practice or anything, but I'm the best at it. And I have a lot of friends and some people don't like me, but it's because I'm the best at everything and they're jealous. Every girl in my grade loves me, but I mean, I don't really care about that or anything because I'm really busy doing all this stuff that I'm totally awesome at. <laughs> Does that sound like somebody you know? Are you talking about the character in my book? After Which book? And what character? Because no, I was not thinking Uncommon about Blue. I hadn't realized that I had written myself wish fulfillment into it. Like, <laughs> it's totally Mary Sue. Yeah. But... Don't you call it Gary Stu for a boy? Or did Gary, you just make Gary that up? Gary Stu. No, no. Some people say Gary Stu. I think that's hilarious. And then, like, after reading all these bad reviews and saying exactly why teenage boys or whatever guys, basically nerds, like, The Name <laughs> of the Wind, I was like, oh, that's exactly <laughs> why I like it. My wishes are being fulfilled vicariously through quotes. That's kind oh, of yeah. the point of books. And that's why I love it. Especially fantasy books, because you're living vicariously through the characters. That's why I think you feel such a loss when you've read a super good book. Because you're like, a part of me is gone. I can no longer do magic, you know, or whatever the special thing is. Kettle hewer says the worst. Wait, wait, wait. What does that even mean? They're like breaking apart kettles? They hew kettles. Ha, Isn't hew ha. hewing like carrying them? No, I thought hewing was like breaking something apart. <laughs> Isn't it? Hewing apart. Uh, All right. Hey, Siri, that. Hey, Siri, define hew. Oh, now it's no. going to say kettle Define hewer. Okay. I found this on the web for crap. What isn't your phone is listening to you? <laughs> Here, hold on. I'm just going to look it up. It's H-E-W, right? H-E-W-E-R. Hewer. Noun. A person who cuts wood, stone, or other materials. So, so a kettle hewer, he cuts them? Or what? she I'm so... cuts the stone apart. Kettle hewer says, the worst part is <laughs> I can't even blame the main character for being so bad. I have to blame the writer. That doesn't really make sense. Um, they're not real. Of course, you can't blame them. <laughs> Jay said, treatment of women. This following passage sums this up. 
Brian, would you please cross your legs? The request was made with such an earnest tone that not even a titter escaped the class. Looking puzzled, <laughs> Rian crossed her legs. Now that the gates of hell are closed, Hem said in his normal rougher tones, we can begin. <laughs> oh my gosh, not Disgusting. Jay says, disgusting. Wait, 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 wait. You don't remember that? No. Well, okay, so a lot of people actually mentioned this, saying that Patrick Rothfuss is a total sexist, which I think he is. Yeah. Um, but You're like, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, this quote was from like the worst person in the whole book and it was clearly to show what an idiot he was yeah 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 okay so they're taking it out of context i find that very interesting i think that that happens more than we necessarily pointed out on this podcast that people will pick things out of the book without the context for this example it exists purely to show that this man was a chauvinist or whatever right and there are other reasons why I guess other ways that Rothfuss's sexism shows up. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. This is Rachel. Rachel said, I'm moving this down to one star because I still think, randomly think, about how much I hated this book. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I hate that book so much. Holly said, I had to wait until page 57 for a single line of dialogue by a female character. Ooh, wow. She counted? (laughs) Then had to wait 30 more pages until she spoke again. The only reason she's on the scene is because she's the main character's mom. Talks about Quote's mom. How long ago did you read this? It has been a very, very long time. You know what? I would be curious to reread it now because I think when I first read this, I wasn't like woke feminist yet. Woke, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think you would be annoyed by a lot of this. I'm curious about what my reaction to this would be. Terry said, the narrator was horrible. One of his voices sounded exactly like Gru from Despicable Me. (laughs) Yes, I would love that, actually. Mary says, Patrick Rothfuss, I just want to know what woman hurt you in high school. Mary knows where it's at. She's like, what happened to you, Patrick? Uh It's true. This is Joshua. Joshua says, Joshua says, you know you're unlikely to finish a book if by the 83rd page you're scrolling through Goodreads one-star reviews and giving imaginary high fives to other disgruntled readers. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun. That's a fun image in my mind. Oh, this is still Joshua. On reflection, I'd rather have read 100 pages of Quoth sitting on his perfect toilet and doing the best ever poop. <laughs> <laughs> the pages I read on this Drek. What's a Drek? Drek is like crap. Remember we looked that up one time? Is it a bad word? No, I don't think so. It's British. Oh. Like trash. The pages I read on this dreck before duly flogging it to the nearest charity store amounted to a little more than the contents of the best ever chamber pot. Did you say flogging it? Yeah. Flogging. Flogging is like hitting it. Yeah, that's like beating. So he's like, I'm going to use fancy words. (laughs) I'll flog you until you run to me. (laughs) He tried though. So there's that. Good job for trying. Devo says, Imagine someone ostensibly telling you the story of how they defeated a group of serial killers parked in their house, but actually spending most of that time describing how earlier that day they'd made a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine funny. that. Yeah. Do you know what that makes me think of? What? In elementary school, they want you to learn how to properly explain stuff, so they'll say you have to write out as if somebody didn't know how to do something. And the one example they always give is making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Did you have to do that in elementary yeah. school? First, you take out one slice of bread. Do you know what bread is? <laughs> bread. It's made from flour. You have to go into all these details that are like totally irrelevant. Anyway. I didn't go that far. Okay. Well, I guess you're not a true writer then. Clearly. Davy Tron said, I found the relationship between Bast and Quoth to be a little gay baity, 
So I was disappointed gay when they baity, were... Like gay baity? Like B-A-I-T? Yeah. So I was disappointed when they were not revealed to be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's a lot to unpack in just a couple sentences. <laughs> I know, there. right? Yeah, Quoth, as an innkeeper, had this kind of a pupil that totally, like, fan-worshipped him. It's been too long. I don't really remember, but I remember their relationship being more like a master and a pupil kind of thing. Yeah, and it kind of bugs me that you can't have a close male relationship without it being gay baby. Yes, I agree. That is annoying. Because if it were two women, they probably wouldn't have said that. Women are expected to be super close besties. Yeah, that's true. MacGuffin, we're so proud of them. I'm gonna do it again in case you guys didn't catch it the first time. <laughs> Alright, yeah. and then Davy Tron put in memory index. And I was like, what? What is that? So I think Detail. she's saying like she said memory index, anticipated three for the hate, actual zero. Huh. So I think what she means is I expected to remember this book because I hated it so much, but then she didn't remember it. Oh. And then she adds only thought about the book when I made someone cry for laughing about their attachment to this series. Whoops. <laughs> That's awful! I know. She's like, <laughs> You're stupid! And, then, and, and they're, they're like, crying. Can you imagine making someone cry? Because- I'm curious about whether that actually happened or not. Or whether she's being facetious. To make me cry, you have to send me one of those videos of, like, military people oh, coming yeah. home and seeing their family they haven't seen in, like, two years. Every time. The little kids running up to their daddies or their mommies. Oh my gosh. Those, those videos. That's what <laughs> or does the baby it for me. that gets uh, surgery and like sees for the first time. No, like... hears the baby. Have you seen those videos with the babies that get the cochlear implants or whatever? And for the first time, they hear their parents. Oh my gosh, you guys, those videos get me. They yeah. really do. I love that stuff. The human interest story <laughs> is what I'm about. You're like enough of that nonsense. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> this you. is Mark. Mark says this book honestly gave me the creeps because. <laughs> It's not the tale of a hero as much as it is the tale of a sociopath realizing how much he loves the limelight and thinking about how many ways he can connive his way into people's hearts and confidences. I really need to reread this book. It's so hard for me when we review books that I haven't read in a while because most people change over time. And so you could read a book and love it and then still like it, you know, maybe for nostalgic value more than anything else. But the three main problems people had with it were... Both being too perfect, the treatment of women, and nothing really happening. Like, no central plot. Um, it, now I'm like, did it have a plot? It, it was very slice of life you know? It's like his journey, and so it's, it, yeah, it's like going on all these tangents. But for me, they're really exciting and interesting. Yeah, events. I think we both need to reread this and then report back to everybody like in yeah, a couple I, weeks. Like, I'm still living vicariously through him, so <laughs> I, I want him to do it. You're like, so I'm perfect. still going to love it, yeah. All right, oh, this is still Mark. He says... A lot of the time when Quoth did something bad, the result would be, like in Harry Potter books, when HP did something bad, but instead of getting punished, he'd go in to be scolded and told, You messed up at a thousand points for Gryffindor! <laughs> That's so funny. Alright, this is V. V says, Apparently, the name of the wind is Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> we already kind of discussed that, but that's good. Unorthodox caveman? <laughs> I need to know more about that. What makes him unorthodox? He's like, because I don't actually live in a cave. Maybe the only he's thing just that... Jewish. Why would you say that? He looks kind of Jewish. <laughs> because he has a beard? No, he's very dark-complected. Oh, complexed. only dark-complected people can be Jewish? Well, unorthodox is the only thing I could think of when... No, unorthodox just means you don't do it typically. Yeah, so maybe... Unorthodox caveman. 
So he's like, he's a caveman, except he doesn't live a cave and he doesn't hunt his own food. And basically he's just a human. So I didn't really it's... think of it that way. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Maybe think of it differently. The writing is bad. The prose is every shade of purple imaginable. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Isn't purple prose is flowery writing. flowery writing. Okay. Rothfuss seems to have decided that the less any two things are alike, the better a comparison they make. And the more often the comparison should be drawn. Metaphor and simile are abused with thoughtless disregard. <laughs> Character action follows each line of dialogue to the point of relentless nausea. <laughs> I really need to know, like, was he like, oh, oh, this makes me so sick. <laughs> Characters grin at each other twice in each exchange and sigh at least three times. <laughs> That's so good. I really liked that. Bafane said, first she quotes G.K. Chesterton. Chesterton. I don't even know who that is. G. Who is that? G.K. Chesterton. Hey, Siri, who's G.K. Chesterton? Gilbert Keith Chesterton was an English writer, philosopher, lay theologian, and literary and art critic. What's a Christian? Do you want me to keep reading? No. What's a Christian apologist? Hey Siri, what's a Christian apologist? I found this on the web. Apologists are involved in apologetics, a branch of theology concerned with the defense of the faith. Okay. Why that seems like a that? strange name. Christian apologist. I know, so he's Christian de- apologist. He's like- defending his faith. Well, that sounds like he's sorry for his faith. Like, I'm sorry I'm a Christian. I'm really sorry about this. (laughs) Are we, like, apologizing to the world for his... That's so interesting. That is weird. I've never heard that before. All right. Well, she spelled it wrong, so it's hard for me to take you seriously, Bethany. It's Chesterton. Oh, see? I thought so, because Chesterton sounds dumb. Yeah, Chesterton sounds really dumb. (laughs) Someone's listening. His last name is Chesterton. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Sorry, whoever that is. Because of the billions (laughs) of people who listen to this, surely there will be one Chesterton. So many. So, so many. But I was going to say... When I last checked our analytics, we did have one person that had listened from Ukraine. And I don't know if they're going <gasps> to listen again. Oh. But And I want to put this out there that I, I, I'm just sorry. I keep thinking that as a human race, we're going to be better. And then we're not. I wish there was some way I could help other than sending up prayers. I know this just took a, <laughs> a different turn for a minute, but I stand with Ukraine. Thanks. We're all you're inspired. Wel- you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say depressed, but it's like... <laughs> inspired <laughs> that's cool i didn't know we had someone listening in ukraine well i mean they listened once so <laughs> as far like, as i know it's, two twelve seconds <laughs> I know, it's at the very bottom of the list so i don't know but if you listen again you're we, at the top of our list yeah and, and we love you yeah take that russia actually i think we have more people listening in russia don't we okay well here's the thing Bigger since we ukraine. went there we need to talk about this for a minute i think it's really really hard for russians right now because I've thought about how when, I know we said we're not going to be political, but when we had a certain leader that, that I did not agree with his methods and politics, I was embarrassed to be an American, like super embarrassed because I was just like, he is not speaking for me. The way that he treats people, his policies, I do not like this man and I don't like the way that he doesn't treat humans like humans. So it's really hard, I think, because people associate your country with, you know, like the Russians are the bad guys right now, but like there are a lot of not bad guy Russians. Right. And I feel the need to put that out there because a government's leader does not the government make. Yeah. Well, and also they're saying that some government leaders in Russia were like opposing Putin and he was putting them in jail. or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so I think that it must be extremely hard right now to be Ukrainian and Russian wherever you're living. Even Russians in the United States right now, I think, are probably having a hard time. Oh, because yeah. People don't always differentiate. And this happened with the Japanese after, mm. I don't remember what the years were, but that they right. were totally being ostracized. No, because Chinese of, people 
like they were being treated badly because Japan was, you know. It's been going on since the beginning of the world. So I guess my like PSA is that we really need to make sure. What's a PSA? Public service announcement. <gasps> announcement. <laughs> announcement. Public service announcement. <laughs> You're making fun of Delco. <laughs> oh, wait, they're for the announcement. We don't talk like we don't know how to speak English. Okay, well, anyway, my PSA right now is just let's remember that humans are humans. Let's do a better job of not generalizing people because of their religion or the way that they look or their ethnicity. We just have to be so careful of that. I think it's really easy to fall in that like us and them boat, you know, when it's really like, let's just all be us and let's just be good humans. I'm sorry, we got super off topic. But the second you said Russia, I was like, all right, I'm like, we're taking a break. Let's talk about this. All right. So do we want to hear (laughs) what G.K. Chesterton said? Yes, do tell. According to Bethany, G.K. Chesterton said, A good novel tells us the truth about its hero. A bad novel tells us the truth about its author. Ooh. Smack. (laughs) Also, Ernest Hemingway said, All bad writers are in love with the epic. That's so true. I mean, because, like, we just want to write and write and write. My first novel was, like, 200,000 words. (laughs) Like, it's it's okay because it's it's awesome. I'm amazing. It's It's okay that it's really, 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 really longer than anything that's ever been published because it's awesome. That's why sometimes I think that children's picture books are some of the most profound things. I know we read about this all the time. Being able to take a really deep message or something that is very much needed and condense it into so few words is hard. That's really hard. And mostly I'm saying that because you know that I'm long-winded. But Mm -hmm. so I'm always impressed when I can be so touched by a picture book because it can reach everyone. Picture books can reach everyone. If you can read at least a little bit, or even if not, they have pictures, you know? Right. All bad writers are in love with the epic. And to think, both of these poor souls died before Patrick Rothfuss had even begun writing Name of the Wind, which proves prophets do still speak among us. Let me be clear. It's not that this is the worst book I've ever read. It's that it believes itself to be the greatest. Patrick Rothfuss, who I see rated his own book on Goodreads in his infinite humility. Oh, I did that too. (laughs) Most authors do. I really think they do because I've actually kept an eye out for that now. And there's this one illustrator that I love. His name is Dan Santat. You know who he is. Mm -hmm. And he reads his own stuff. And and I'm like, if Dan does it, it's okay. (laughs) He's really good. I like him so much. Well, I mean, you're a person. Yeah, no, of course. Patrick Rothfuss has gone so far as to state he believes it ranks equal, if not above, The Lord of the Rings. Wow. Ooh, okay, that is a little bit prideful. Reading this book is like watching Gods of Egypt on repeat for 15 hours, which is approximately how long it will take you to read this book, accounting (laughs) for the times you will throw it across the room, then have to retrieve it once more. In both cases, what was sold to audiences as the next epic adventure turned out to be Sludge, which provided nominal (laughs) pleasure via witty comments at its expense. But little else in the way of payoff. I looked up Gods of Egypt. Yeah, I didn't so remember. I didn't know what that was either. It came out in 2016. Did not get good Did Rotten not Tomatoes get good. I watched the trailer. It looked like it was a really big budget movie. Yeah. And it was trying real hard to be cool. But it flopped super hard. Well, maybe it was just because it was 2016, but the CG was like pretty bad. Oh. The info is the survival of mankind hangs in the balance when set <laughs> Gerard Butler. The merciless god of darkness usurps Egypt's throne and plunges the prosperous empire into chaos and conflict, hoping to save the world and rescue his true love, a defiant mortal named Beck, Brenton Thwaites. Ooh, Brenton Thwaites. Wait, who's that? He's the guy that did The Giver. 
Oh, he's Jonas. I, yeah, and I wrote. wrote <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to react to that. <laughs> if you guys want to hear that story, refer back to our giver episode. Plus, <laughs> be my Bruno. Where Ryan and I both talk about how cringy we are. So cringy. Oh, it's me writing Tom Percival. <laughs> I still feel uncomfortable when I think about that. I'm not a weirdo. Okay. Can I get your address? <laughs> such a creep i mean like wait is tom percival one of the ones that was done by writer's house or malk i don't know one of the writer's house people did snail crossing (gasps) i know i applied for an internship at writer's house which is a literary agency and like the premier the premier literary agency and i got to the next phase of the interviewing process yes i'm really 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 hopeful and excited I'm obviously kind of obsessed with books. I love books so much and especially picture books. So to be able to work under people who are just so immersed in that would be truly magical for me. Yeah, I'll be pretty jealous. You're hoping I don't get it so we can commiserate together. (laughs) Yeah, because, okay. Well, no, she's writing poetry and her poetry is very good and I hate poetry. But she's (laughs) starting... She wants to share her poetry with the world. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say it like that. And that's a very natural, creative impulse. However. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I spent years and countless hours of time and energy querying querying lots of agents and publishers and just getting rejection after rejection. And so I feel that I'm kind of jaded like a salty sea dog, you know, like... (laughs) Salty sea dog. <laughs> you just referred to yourself as a salty sea dog. Okay. Sorry, that's good stuff. Go ahead. And salty I'm very cynical. Dog. So you can imagine, like, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. I'm just going to self-publish, and three people will like my books, and that's fine with me. I don't need your approval. That's where I am right now. And then Jada starts getting into writing. She's like, oh, I'm going to get this published. <laughs> And I see her like, let's research these agents and do all this. Like, will you help me? And I'm just thinking like, no, no, no don't no. go with her. I often say that it's like watching her walk towards the door of death. Like, like I'm a toddler. A, I'm a, a toddler. smile And on I have face. a balloon or something. <laughs> We're going to go try this. No, sweetie, like, no. Please, no, anything but that. Also, did you notice that some people say quarrying? Who says quarrying? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> so I went to this Quarry? Yeah, SCBWI meeting the other night on Zoom, which is the Society for, <laughs> for Children's Books Writers and Illustrators. Which this is funny because I, when I was starting out, I was told you have to do this. You have to enter this. You pay $80 or something and you're part of the group and it'll help you, whatever. And so I like bit the bullet and paid 80 bucks. It was worthless to me. It was way less than that for me since I'm a student. Oh. Yeah, I got a big discount. Yeah. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) So, no, that's good. I'm glad you're getting... Are you getting anything out of it? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I I assume I will at some point. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the difference is that now we have the money to, like, spend We don't, we don't really, though, but I got a discount. But before, I felt really guilty about paying 80 bucks to be on You shouldn't. I've always supported your writing career. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So the other day in the meeting, someone was saying like quarrying or quarry letters. And I was like, have I been saying querying wrong this no, whole time? No, if anyone like, says quarrying, they're an idiot. This is Alyssa. She says, if you want to read 722 pages of an ego inflated man praising himself for being perfect, then this book is for you. 
Is it 722 pages? Yes. Wow, that's long. I'd rather be pressed to death than have to read this book again. <gasps> pressed to death. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> I'd rather be pressed to death. That is not, that cannot be true. <laughs> I don't believe that. You would not even. I'm calling you out, Alyssa. It's ridiculous. All right, this is still Alyssa. Chain me to a rock and eat my hands? She's been watching the same movies as you. I'm positive. So we knew there would be a love interest showing up eventually and present Quoth Girls, his unfortunate audience, and the reader so much hype about her. This is what happens when she makes her debut. Her lips were red. Not the garish painted red that so many women believe makes them desirable. Or desirable. <laughs> yes, makeup is for men. And then she says, I'm going to leap out of the bushes at night and kick someone in the penis. <laughs> leap out of the bushes at night. <laughs> yeah, it can't be during the day. It's like, so nobody knows who kicked them in the penis. <laughs> oh, this is still Alyssa. Wow, for someone who wants to have say. her hands eaten, she's got a lot to type about it. So this is from the book. You're never where I look for you. And then you appear all unexpected, like a rainbow. A real actual thing this girl said to the main character. Five stars on Goodreads for this pile of pressed cat crap. Ew, okay, firstly, what's with her impressing things? She's like, first you can press my body, and then she's like, we're gonna take a piece of cat poop, and just like, press, 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 until it's in a cute little, like, Wally-style box, you know what I mean? Aw, Wally box. Yeah. Not to mention that already ego-buoyant main character takes these little breaks to talk to the reader for a sentence or two, usually to say something like this, quote, well, if you haven't tried this, then I don't know how I could possibly describe it. End quote. What the pretentious flip. You're an author, not a moldy, handless Dorito. Describe it to me. <laughs> moldy, handless Dorito. That might need to be like, you're not a moldy, handless Dorito. That could be our AKA. <laughs> Why, though? Why a moldy, handless Dorito? She could have said anything, and she said that. Now I want Doritos. Dwayne. De- there's no apostrophe. Dwayne. Okay, you don't spell Dwayne with an H. I'm sorry, I don't they care. They do, though. I don't care where you're from. Wow. Dwayne. The H Dwayne. is silent. Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne's review. Just please stop. I can't stop saying Dwayne. <gasps> I managed to slog through it only because I suffered physical... Psychical? I managed to slog through it only because I suffered a psychical breakdown. I think you oh, it's like a psychic breakdown. No, it's like a mix of psychological and physical. Psychical. Psychical. <laughs> nice. I suffered a psychical breakdown on page 180 and started scribbling <laughs> snarky notes and flower doodles on the margins. I never do that, even with dictionaries. Oh, wait, wait. So actually what I, I think I know what psychical is. It's like when you're possessed because they're like, uh, uh, little scribbles and doodles. Possessed people don't draw flowers they draw like dead people does (laughs) i must admit it actually turned the experience from painful to bearable otherwise i would have to sue myself for property damage what oh my goodness leia said yeah i do think rothfuss is sexist and i think his book is sexist his women are all archetypes mother whore maiden goddess with no personality if they have histories and inner lives we don't hear about it and they are pretty much relegated to the background Rothfuss clearly doesn't think that women usually go beyond being pretty and nice smelling. Nice smelling. <laughs> <laughs> I read that infamous blog post of his. Thanks, Rex. There's an infamous blog post. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, the second she said that, I'm like, ooh, I need to check out that blog post. And apparently he thinks women who read are an oddity. What? Snap. Has he said that? Apparently in this. Oh, we need to check post. that blog post. 
This has been transferred to the self-insert character Quoth, who is simply floored and instantly falls in love when he discovers that Denna has read at least two books in her life. He even slyly tests her to see if she recognizes certain passages. I'm sure you've met a guy like that before in your life. I found this hilariously sad gift set where Rothfuss mansplains sexism in fantasy writing. So I read them, (laughs) and he's basically saying, like, yeah, everyone's sexist because it just goes through our mainstream, and we don't mean to be. So basically he's saying, yeah, it was an accident that they made this novel sexist. He also mentions that there's no women in The Hobbit at all. Of course he had Yeah, because that was, when was that written? I don't know. That's a totally different society. He can't do that. That's not fair. (laughs) It's not okay. (laughs) Leah says, of course he hadn't noticed that there aren't any women in The Hobbit, but I've got news for him. It wasn't an accident. Tolkien did do it out of malice. He hated women. In fact, he was openly hostile to his female university students, whom he did not think had a right to be educated. Wow, really? I'm sorry, but if this book is any evidence, I don't think Rothfuss is doing his best not to vomit the sexism he internalized onto other people. Oh my goodness, we need to fact check all that. Right? Tolkien hated women? What? I had not heard that. I thought he was a Christian. (laughs) 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 Like, you're a Christian. Like all those Christians that killed people in the... uh... Jesus was one of the most woman-loving, supporting men in the history of ever. So so I feel like if you're a Christian, you can't be that guy. (laughs) Okay, right. just saying. This is also Leia. DNF at 62%. This one reads like a neckbird's wish fulfillment fantasy. Oh, neckbeard. A <laughs> neckbird. neckbird. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what the heck is that? Right, let me read this again. DNF at 62%. This one reads like a neckbeard's wish fulfillment fantasy, which would account for it being so popular. <laughs> so I had to look up neckbeard. Look at the next slide. Neckbeard. <laughs> A growth of hair on a man's neck, especially when regarded as indicative of poor grooming. (laughs) And this is the quote they have for it. I can picture myself wearing these clothes a week from now. Bits of food caught in my overgrown neck beard. (laughs) But it also says, a man who is socially inept and physically unappealing, especially one who has an obsessive interest in computing. (laughs) And then it says, quote, people expect me to be some sort of balding, overweight neck beard. (laughs) This is Nuburfield. <laughs> That's almost like Duane. It's Nuburfield. N and B are not supposed to go together. Why do these authors continue to write bloated, lazy texts that waddle around mewling like pregnant cats? <laughs> <laughs> I just like that visual a lot. Yeah, Thank you. I like it too. This is Mew. Twilight for boys. (laughs) Twilight for boys. Okay, that is excellent. Totally is. Oh, so a couple people mentioned Rothfuss's relationship with his fans, and apparently it's a little strained. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Because he's a jerk to them, or what? It sounds like he's just not writing, and when people ask him, he gets real defensive. Even people that love his writing. But it's like, bro, you haven't written anything for like 13 years, so he can't get defensive anymore. Maybe if it's like a year, you know, he's like, I'm working on something. So it talks about different authors. It says, oh, this is, I found this on Reddit. Rhett Sam 19 said, Sanderson, despite his legendary speed, has given us five lengthy progress updates on his latest book and has a progress bar on his website. George R.R. R. Martin, who must get heckled more than Rothfuss, apologizes to fans for his book not being done and explains the situation. Hmm. Rothfuss tells a fan who politely asks him about book three in an AMA thread to go Google it. 
Brath was just devoted as much time to giving updates on how the book is coming as he did complaining about the people asking for those updates. We'd know a ton more about book three, and he'd get less of those complaints in the first place. And now we have him blowing up over a single page leak that he accidentally caused. And once again, he... (laughs) He accidentally caused. Apparently he did. Once again, he acts as if anyone who shows interest in book three as if they're one of the a-holes. It just seems like maybe the guy isn't cut out for dealing with fans on social media, and he should maybe just stop. <laughs> yeah, like, he needs, like, social media manager. Yeah, he really People does. People have those. Like, get off social media. Yeah. Go hold yourself up in some cabin somewhere. <laughs> it sounds like he just doesn't know how to have social interaction, and it's like, listen, friend, if you want to keep your people that are reading your books, you gotta not be like that, because... That is such a turnoff for me. Like, that would almost be enough to make me be like, yeah, I'm just not reading your next book. But I do really like his books. Yeah, well, right. I used to really like his books. I don't know if I still Listen would. Listen again. I, I know. Let's I, see. I need well, to I will be really sad if you don't like it anymore. So maybe I just shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like a lot of Although, the like, the second one, I didn't like as much as the first one. Because there was that whole oh, section yeah, the whole in the section middle. Oh, yeah, section of Yeah, like, where you're what? just like, this is totally unnecessary. Yeah, if they thought the first one was sexist, the second oh, yeah. one is like. So bad. Way out of proportion. I am curious. I do think I need to reread it. This is Bibi, or Bibi, Bibi, and Bibi. A bit of an aside, inexplicably, my 20-year-old son rates this amongst his top 10 reads, eclipsed only by books from Sanderson and Robert Jordan. I mean, where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> where did I go wrong? <laughs> you didn't. You didn't, Mother Bibi. guilt. Okay, concept. because what he has is agency, so... Yeah. We forget that sometimes. This is another PSA, I guess, for mothers. You can only control your kids for so long. <laughs> yeah. no, they're about one and a half. <laughs> and then until it, you can't move their little arms. <laughs> yeah, right. I or know. duct tape them to the wall. <laughs> we, we never did that, by the way. Please don't send them, please. Okay, this is Rob. Rothfuss's world is about as strange and dangerous as a mashed potato sandwich. <laughs> what is that? You Delicious. just put mashed potatoes in bread? <laughs> I would eat that so hard. With a little gravy in the middle? Oh my mm. gosh. That actually sounds good. And not dangerous at all. His protagonist is comically overblown wish fulfillment for people who weren't popular in college. Which, <laughs> excuse me, I was marginally popular in college. Okay. You're like, that hit hard. Alex said, you know, I've never once finished a 600 page book and thought, that didn't need any editing at all. Definitely needed to be 600 pages. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's got to be some book that is, okay, maybe not, but I- Oh, yeah, I mean, if there's, like, the Harry Potter books, the longer they were, the better, for me. Yeah, Harry Potter books, there's some of those that are over 600, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us today on, you say it? I can't think because my eyes are burning. I think- Uh, Thank you for joining us on My Eyes Are Burning. (laughs) Bad (laughs) reviews for good books. Have a lovely day.